Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone and welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope the uh, first week of the new year has gone well for you as the winter weather descends upon Northeast Ohio, making it seem like baseball season is a long way off. And I know things are a little bit different in this offseason in terms of the hot stove, but that does not keep our show off the air as we will continue to talk baseball weekly with you with some of the names and people who have made the game go in the past. And we'll get to uh, some other things as we get closer to the start of a season. Coming up on this week's show, we will visit with Minnesota Twins broadcaster Corey Probus. We'll talk some hockey, winter weather in Minneapolis. You think it's been cold around here this week? Holy smokes, they've had uh, a real blast of winter up there in uh, the recent 10-day stretch. So we'll talk to to Corey about a variety of subjects, including some of the play-by-play broadcasters that he has worked with in his career with three different teams. And there's some beauties in there, folks. So you don't want to miss that. That's the second half of our show today. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll take a listen back to one of the really nice moments of the season this year. C.C. Sabathia came back to Cleveland in August to continue some of the charitable endeavors that he's been a part of, not only in his career in Cleveland, but also after he went to New York and pitched for the Yankees and now in retirement, still giving back to the community and still doing so in Cleveland. And he talked about that with Tom Hamilton during the course of a game broadcast, and we'll hear part of that interview when we return after a break shortly. But first, these reminders, if you want to pick up the new Guardians gear, it is available at the Guardians Team Store at Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. All the great new gear on hand there. Also, six-packs are back for the coming season, and you can get a six-pack for as low as $99. Six games to enjoy throughout the season in great seat locations. Just go to cleguardians.com for all your information on six-packs. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear Tom Hamilton and C.C. Sabathia as C.C. stopped by the booth in late August to visit with Tom. And it was a fun visit, and he's doing a lot of stuff here in retirement. doesn't seem like he's taking a step back, maybe busier than when he was a player. And we'll hear that when we return after this time out on the Cleveland Clinic, Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, 
Anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. From downtown Cleveland and Progressive Field. Great to have you along with us for baseball talk on the radio on a cold winter weekend. This summer, we had the, the pleasure of being joined by CC Sabathia, who was in town for some charitable endeavors in August. And uh, we'll hear about those during the course of this interview that he did with Tom Hamilton during the course of a game. Now, Brian Matze, our expert engineer producer back at Command Center was able to edit out some of the play-by-play, so it really does flow as, as an interview, and uh, really good stuff here. So let's pick it up with C.C. Sabathia, one of the all-time greats on the mound for the Indians, and that's saying a lot considering how many great pitchers have come through this franchise, but uh, he was one of the best from 2001 through his final season with the Tribe back in 2008. And uh, let's listen in. Tom Hamilton and C.C. Sabathia. The Indians with a 3 nothing lead as we go to the second inning. Left-hander Sam Henches to face Jose Iglesias. And Henches, the young 25-year-old lefty, delivers up and in ball one. And a guy that looks like he could probably win another Cy Young is with <laughs> us. CeCe Sabathia, great to see you and Amber. Gosh, you guys, did the two of you ever age? <laughs> Thank you. Good to see you. How you been? Good as the pitch is high, 2 and 0. You look phenomenal. First off, before we get into everything about you today, Amber's an agent? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's she's working at CAA now. Um, she's She's been there since May. And, you know, she was with me every step of the way in my career and, you know, watched everything and was basically my agent the last five years, doing all my deals and everything off the field, documentary, the book, all of this stuff. Um, so it just made sense for her to transition into that, to that field. Little C, 17 now, headed um, to a senior year of high school. Right now he's actually at PG National um, at the All-American game in San Diego. Oh, so yes. uh, he's a pretty turned into a pretty good little baseball player, and he's got some, uh, some options for college, and, you know, hopefully Amber can uh, guide his career. C, does he want to go to college, or would he want to be drafted right away? Or do, what do mom and dad want? Uh, mom and dad want college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you ask him, it's always his dream to play in the big league. So, yeah. you know, he wants to get there as fast as possible. But I think he understands um, the development part of it and, you know, going to co- the benefits of going to college. He's obviously heard my story and understands my yep. story and the struggles that I went through being so young. So uh, I, think, I think he's leaning towards college. And to think – like you say, Amber was there with you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You guys were high school sweethearts. How about a wife knows probably better than than not to take anything away from an agent. Yeah, she knows better. Yeah, I mean she's been, she went through it all. You know the free agencies and you know all the stuff that we had to to go through throughout the career with you know dealing with different teams and everything. You know she was she was right there. I mean even in the minor leagues, you know getting called yeah. up in different things. 
pretty special moment for you as the field at Luke Easter Park was was named after you today. Tell us about that. And I mean, how does all this feel? Yeah, it's an incredible feeling um, to have a you know a park named after me at Luke Easter. Um, to have a field named after me at Luke Easter Park on Larry Doby Drive. You know, I that? mean, it's an incredible uh, honor. I mean, it's incredibly humbling, um, you know, being able to, to have that here in Cleveland. You know, in, in California, in Vallejo, you know, it's, it's something different. But to be here in Cleveland and be recognized like that, it means a lot. And, and I always talk about how special this, this city is to me. And obviously, I grew up in California, but I feel like I had a chance to mature here as a man. You know, three, or four, three out of the four of my kids were born here. We started our foundation when yep. we were here, so we called that our fifth child. So really four of our, four <laughs> of our five ch of kids were born here. So, you know, we have a special connection to the city, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be lifelong now. I talk about Charlie Nagy, Jim Tomey, you. There have been some others, but those were the guys I was able to see when they started. The three of you never changed. Oh, thank you. I mean, no matter how much success the, the three of you had, You'll be in Cooperstown someday. Jimmy's there. Does that come back from mom and dad? I think uh, it comes back from mom and dad, but I think this organization, they do a good job of, of drafting good people, you know, <laughs> like, and, and, and they make sure that you understand that, you know, that's important to be, to be here and to be a Cleveland Indian and be a part of this organization is to take care of people and take care of your teammates. And, um, you know, that's something that we all understand from a, from a young age, you know, being being in this organization so I, I have you have to tip your tip your cap to this organization CC I heard you told a great story today part of why you're here with the young kids about Dave Stewart yeah so I had a chance to meet him at my boys and girls club the director of my boys and girls club uh, Fillmore Graham knew him somehow and he just came out on a random day came out signed autographs and just talked to us for like 10 minutes it was just you know just a random you know meeting but I still remember it to this day like it was yesterday. I was nine years old, got a chance to shake his hand, and then three days later I'm watching him pitch on TV. So now I can see myself being that. You know what I'm saying? And that's wow. why I always wanted to be in the community and always wanted to be around kids and, you know, show my face and not just throw money at things. So that has that impact on you. You know, who knows what youngster today was impacted. I hope so. Why is this so important? I mean, a lot of players talk the talk. But you've actually walked the walk. You do get involved. Yeah, and it's just be, and it's because of that meeting, because of you know what it how it made me feel. And like you said, hopefully it just if I can just impact one kid today, and they can do what, what I've been able to do, then it's all worth it. CC Sabathia is our guest. I got to ask you about one other thing. Get in the game. I know it involves the head coach at Wake Forest. It's a great story of his own, giving a kidney to a player that he had one year in college, mm -hmm. which to me is unbelievable yeah but tell us about get in the game yeah get in the game I mean, Tom Walter started it um, by giving but donating his kidney to one of his players and his assistant coach asked can he do that you know not maliciously or not in a racist way but just didn't know that you know a, a, a white man could give a kidney to a black man and you know it's just one of those things where you know getting the game is just educating people that yeah all, all our bloods the same we are the same and it's just educating people on those things and you know making sure you know kids are, are you know doing and saying the right things I'm going to embarrass you but that's okay I always felt you were one of those guys Paul Sorrento was a guy that we had here like that it didn't matter black white Hispanic and Eskimo I don't care you guys all had the ability 
to get along with everybody to converse with everybody that's a special gift cc yeah i mean i just like to be around people <laughs> and like to have but fun you're colorblind and, yeah for sure definitely and and you know you're going to be around your teammates for eight months out of the year so these these guys become your family so you guys you have to get to know them you have to get to know their culture you have to get to know what makes them tick you have to get to know what makes them happy gets them makes them excited so yeah, I mean, wanting to know those things about people makes you colorblind and makes you, you know, get, get really engaged and get to know your teammates. Well, you've been one of the, the great teammates that anybody ever played here. I just still think it's neat. Look, you're going into Cooperstown. You'll have a Yankee hat on because the majority of your career ends up being there. But this is still that special. Cleveland and the Indians are still that special to you and Amber. That's yeah, for neat. sure. I mean, but just because, you know, you said I'm going to Cooperstown, but, but if I don't come through here, it's – there's no way that I make it 19 years. You know, having a chance to come through this organization and, you know, the Mark Shapiro's, you, you know, Mike Seggy, Tony Amato, these people, you know, you, you guys helped me grow up. You know, I was 17 years old when we was in the booth here last time we did these interviews. So, you know, having a chance now to sit back and, you know, come back and have it go full soaker. Rosie, you know, I've yep. been knowing, you know, it's been 25 years. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun to be able to, to be back here and, and uh, be a part of this organization. Yeah, this is home. Your first start, I don't think any of us will forget. I think your first 28 pitches were fast all fastballs. Balls. Charlie made me throw fastballs <laughs> the whole inning. Uh, right before I went out, he was like, don't throw anything else but fastballs. <laughs> Jeff Cohn and I hit the three-run homer, and I come back in, and he goes, okay, now you can start using your stuff. <laughs> CC, you were a really good hitter. But, of course, you didn't get to hit except National League. Does Shohei amaze you? It's amazing what, what, what he's able to do, his talent. I mean, not just hitting. I mean, he, the, how big he is, how fast he is, how hard he plays um, all the time. It's like watching the best kid in Little League. Like, Little League World Series <laughs> is on right now, and the best kid on every team is the pitcher, the best hitter, and he's doing that in the big leagues. It's, it's fun to watch. Is it sustainable? I mean, it's hard for you guys as pitchers. Yeah, you know what? To be honest, I, like I, I've just said, I don't even care if it's sustainable. Like, let's yeah. just enjoy what it is now. Great point. You know, and whatever he turns into, whether it's a hitter or a pitcher, then we'll have to root for him. But for me, I just want to enjoy whatever it is now. I don't, I don't really care how long it is. But right now, I feel like he's having one of the better seasons anybody's ever had in the big leagues. Uh, that's a great point. Enjoy Shohei or enjoy any of these incredible athletes. CC saw it on, I believe it was HBO. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was an incredible production that you folks put together under the Grapefruit team yeah. that took people back to when you were throwing grapefruits I <laughs> yeah mean, yeah it was, it was can it, people still see that yeah for sure it's on hbo max um it's called under the grapefruit tree and uh, again my wife amber's the executive producer of it really? but yeah it was just a lot of fun to be able to shoot that we did that all of 2019 because i had some cool moments coming up 250 wins 3,000 strikeouts and while we were shooting it we were like man you can't really tell the end of the story without telling it all yeah so uh that's how it became the documentary cc you you felt it was important a lot of people might I think everyone knows you had some struggles like we all do. Mm -hmm. The difference is when you're a major league star, everybody knows about it. The rest of us get away with it. Why was it so important for you to put that out in the open and, and get that story out? I think it was important for me to tell my story just because it's like it's anybody. It can be anybody's story, you know, um, you know, losing a parent, missing a parent, you know, dealing with all the, those different things of growing up in the inner city and not dealing with that trauma. Um, you know, I wanted to be able to tell my story so maybe it could help somebody get help. And, and even, 
you know, my alcoholism was different than, you know, what you see from anybody else. I never got a DUI. I was never in trouble. And people were like, oh, why is he going to rehab? I was just tired of, of battling it myself. So, so maybe somebody's listening right now and, you know, they know that they have a problem but are scared to get help and they can reach out. You know, now after hearing my story and knowing what I went through, you know, it's, 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 it's good on the other side when you Pretty get help. Pretty incredible. For sure. Pretty incredible. CC, I think back to 2007, if maybe you and Fausto had even a couple of more years' experience, probably win that ALCS in five games. It wasn't, it wasn't Fausto. It wasn't Fausto <laughs> pitched the way he was supposed to. It was me. It was, it was me not, you know, understand. It was me not understanding that I didn't have to go out and try to throw a shutout every game. Did you game. try to do too much? I was trying to go out. I wanted to be the star of the postseason. I wanted to be the reason why the Indians won the World Series, and I ended up being the reason why we didn't. You know, that team was the best team in the big leagues by far that year. We were really the best team. Really? Me and Fosto at the top, Pronk and Grady and, you know, our lineup, we were we were the team. And if I pitched the way I pitched down the stretch in Milwaukee, yep. if I pitched the way I pitched in, in the playoffs in 09, we definitely win the World Series. So, you know, I had to take that lump here, and I feel bad for the, these fans and this organization that I wasn't able to deliver here. And, you know, but that, that experience helped me do it, you know, down the stretch in Milwaukee and, you know, the next year in Cleveland. Yeah, but it but was all in a three-year span. Right. So it was all – I learned from that playoff. Right. Yeah, but it without you, we're not even there. So, you know, in Boston was – they had really good pitch. <laughs> they were really good, but we were a better team for sure. Um, Why do you say that, C? Just because we were we were good. Yeah. We, were, we just didn't have the experience. You know, I think if we would have had a little more playoff experience with the core – we right. had, you know, Trot Nixon in there. He was our engine. He was our, you know, we had Kenny. Kenny came yep. back that year. But just the core of us, weren't, we weren't experienced in the playoffs. Me, Prompt, uh, Casey Blake, uh, Sizemore, we just, right. we hadn't been through it yet. Well, my friend, you gave us a lot of thrills. We hadn't seen a Cy Young Award winner since Gaylord Perry until you got here on the <laughs> stage. And CC, we're all so proud and happy for you, Amber, your incredible family continued success and and thanks for always coming back here to cleveland that means a lot to people well, i appreciate it thank you guys this organization means a lot to me and this is this is home for us cc sabathia still with a lot to give to not only the game of baseball but the communities where he's a part of and uh, that's great stuff right there so thanks a lot for tuning in to that when we come back we'll hear from Corey provis radio voice of the Minnesota Twins and also some Big Ten basketball on the Big Ten Network and Fox Sports as well. Some fun stories with Corey when we return on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly, and we are happy to be joined this week by Corey Provis, fine broadcaster for the Minnesota Twins. 
And we have Corey on because uh, they had a great event at Target Field, one of the, the prettiest ballparks in Major League Baseball. And they played hockey there on New Year's Day as the Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues played in the NHL Winter Classic. And, Corey, I know uh, you did not go to the game itself, but you had a chance to skate on the rink the day after. And, and fans here are familiar with that from many years ago when Ohio State played Michigan at Progressive Field and big crowd for that. But uh, what's that like in, in a place where you see so much baseball over the course of the summer to be out there on a skating rink in the middle of winter? Rosie, my man, uh, great to catch up with you. Happy 2022. Um, I'm not sure if you're a Cur- Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. I know there's kind of the threshold from Larry David as to when you can no longer say Happy New Year. So perhaps we've crossed that. So just happy 2022 is what I'm going to go with, my friend. And we'll go with that and move on. But, uh, you know, I, you know, the event, I watched it. It looked, it was, I, you know, it looked awesome on TV. There was not any part of my body that wished that I was there. It was minus, well, with the wind chill, it was minus like 15, 20 degrees. You saw frost on on the players' beards, right? I mean, it looked beautiful, and I thought they did a great job. Um, you know, both, you know, TNT, but then the, the Twins, the Wild, uh, everybody involved the target field to making that event, you know, kind of capture what, what Minnesota is this time of year. And I think they nailed it. I think they hit it out of the park. So it was a um, it was a great, great event that I think they should all be proud of. And then you're right that uh, we got an option to skate on Sunday on the rink before they began to, t- to tear it down. And I, I probably enjoyed that more than my my family did. They were like, oh, well, it's a rink. I, I just soaked it up, you know, more or less skating over second base and center field and just looking around and seeing, you know, the stands and the seats and the scoreboard and the press box and. It was a beautiful day. It was cold, but it was sunny. It was, it was just a rip light winds. Um, so I'm, I've been fortunate in my career now. I could say that I've skated in two ballparks. I've skated at Target Field and also at Wrigley Field back in 2008. And do you think you had a better time than your family because naturally you're just a better skater? I think that is true. I think there's absolutely – my daughter, though, is making <laughs> – she's getting better. My wife can skate a little bit. My son, it's been a battle. And, you know, I love for them to play hockey, but at minimum, I want them to know how to skate. Because if you're going to live in Minnesota, you have to skate. I and mean, there's just there's this pond hockey everywhere. There's just places to skate. It's not you're not just looking for a, an indoor rink here. I mean, there's always ice. There's always places to go. So pick up hockey games and pick up skating. They just it happens here spontaneously. So that's why, you know, we really want, you know, our kids to skate at minimum. If they want to do hockey, great. Uh, but I loved it. I mean, I loved to skate. I played hockey as a kid, and uh, it, it was fun to get back out there. Corey Provis joining us, fine broadcaster for the Minnesota Twins. And you mentioned what the fabric of, of wintertime in, in Minnesota uh, is so much revolved around hockey. And, and I thought the, the way they weaved in some of the Twins' greats in that game on Saturday, Justin Morneau and, and Joe Maurer, were you aware that they, that they have a pickup hockey game every Monday night in, in uh Justin Morneau's backyard, at, yeah, on his backyard yeah. rink. How about that? Yeah, how about that? How about that setup, man? You look at his career and his career earnings, and you can have that kind of setup there, Rosie. I mean, Tom Hamilton maybe could probably have something close, but but maybe just shy of uh, of Morneau in terms of career earnings at this point. But yeah, yeah, Justin told me that a couple of years ago that he had he had this pickup hockey game going when he when he built this house that he's in now a few a few years ago. He wanted a rink and to have some guys come out and play. So that, that's been 
that's been a thing um, that uh, that Justin's proud of that he's been able to do. And yeah, I, I thought that was cool that that when they had the different small ponds and again, kind of uh, you know capturing what what hockey is right now. I thought it was neat in center field and in, in the outfield they had the small little ponds, if you will. Uh, granted, no water underneath. Obviously, it was the grass, but still they froze these little areas to just kind of say, hey, we're, we're big believers in pond hockey up here. So they had, you know, the Gophers, they had the, the Lynx and the Wolves, the Vikings all drop a ceremonial first puck. But then on the main rink, it, it was it was Morneau who had a big time hockey background. He was a goalie, you know, growing up in in British Columbia. Uh, so, you know, that hockey's a big sport for him. Uh, and Maurer was out there too. Ken Herbeck with his local ties. And then the guy that got the biggest ovation was Tony Oliva. Um, you know, he's in his mid to upper eighties right now. And uh, Tony honored because he uh, was just announced as a uh, member of the 2022 hall of fame class, which is awesome. Uh, been a long time coming for him and, and Jim Cott. So it's going to be really neat. There'll be a large twins contingent that will invade Cooperstown this summer. Uh, for the Hall of Fame, Antonio, rightfully so, will finally get his chance to speak and enjoy uh, many of his peers, uh, many posthumously, but still some that will be there on that stage that I know he'll have a, he'll have a wonderful time. Well, you mentioned him, and I want to stay right there, Corey, uh, Tony Oliva. Hall of Fame, when the Indians, uh, and back when they were the Indians, when the Guardians uh, go to Minnesota, it, it's normal during batting practice to see him interacting with with players on the Twins, and it seems like that's a regular thing for him. What has that been like to know that he's a part of that organization, still very much in a visible way on a daily basis when the team's at home? To me, he is the ambassador of the Twins right now. He is the he is the grand ambassador of this team, and he is a guy that I've been lucky, and we've talked about this in years past, the Twins caravan, that I've been out with Tony you know, on various caravan legs, and he's always a big draw just the way that he just kind of engages with people and a storyteller and just, he brings back, you know, memories from, you know, previous generations that are, that are very important. And so he is, he is a vital part of the twins who they were and who they are. And so for him to get that, 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 that final acknowledgement that, Hey, you are deserving uh, even at, at his age, I think is, is wonderful. And I think it was important to him uh, he wanted to get in, and he he deserved to get in. And so he's he's a great guy. He's just an awesome guy to be around. And I'm I'm thrilled that that you know he'll be there with his roommate. You know he and Rod Carew were roommates together. So when those two guys are together, they call each other roomy. I mean it's pretty cool hearing Rod Carew and Tony Oliva just go back and forth about a roomy this, a roomy that. And then you know Jim Kyle was also teammates with with Tony and uh, and Kitty, who's you know I'm sure that many listening right now don't remember him as a player but do as a as an accomplished broadcaster which he is that tenfold um so he's i think his speech is going to be one for the ages i think jim cott is going to have just an amazing amazing speech that is one that's going to be replayed kind of i go back to john smoltz i think some of the recent hall of fame speeches that i've heard and i haven't heard every one but i thought john smoltz's speech was so good about the importance of not just playing baseball for the young kids out there to do other things. And I have stressed that uh, over and over again uh, to just watch that speech. If you're a young athlete and you love playing baseball, which I'm glad that you do, but the importance of doing other things is vital. And if you don't want to believe me, then just put on that, go to YouTube and bring up John Smoltz's hall of fame speech. I think that was a great one. 
I think Jim Cox is going to be one that we'll look back on years from now and say, you know what, that was one of the best uh, maybe ever in Cooperstown history. Now, when you define good in terms of Hall of Fame speeches, you worked alongside someone who had one of the great Hall of Fame speeches of all time in Bob Euchre, uh, back in a prior lifetime for you. But uh, that might have been one of the all-timers right there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true. And and the beauty of that was none of it was written down. <laughs> I mean, there was no there was no paper. There was no no cards. There was no post-its. It was just, you know, Bob at his genius, you know, comedic, you know, level uh, able to do that and do that you know, without any prepared notes and it speaks to his brilliance. And he's got another birthday coming up here in, uh, in, in a few weeks and uh, he's a treasure. You know, we just, we don't have many left uh, of his, of his generation and uh, he's still doing games. He's going to do home games again this year. And he's uh, he's a vital part of my life and um, obviously a vital part of the game and the game's history. But, but you're right that, you know, Bob Uecker, after doing that, he was asked to come back and, and MC and, you know, he, he never he, he was always grateful, but he would rather work. He'd rather do games. And he went back, I think, for Bud Selig and for Bob Costas, uh, two good friends of his that were recently inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. But but, uh, yeah, he's he's a treasure. He's uh, he's a treat. He's a very special guy in my life. And uh, looking back on Hall of Fame speeches. Yeah, his is tough to beat. What was it like working with him on a regular basis, just day to day of the baseball season? It was the best remedy for a bad day. It just, it was. And, and you have them, even when you win and your team is winning, you're, you're just, you need a day. You're just tired. You've worked maybe 20 straight games and you've been in three different cities and two different time zones. And man, you just want to come home and do some work around the house. You just want to go to the grocery store. You just want to go to the beach. You want to go for a bike ride, whatever you want to go golf. And you just didn't have it. And I, I drive into to work and I get to Miller Park or, and I park and, you know, get up to the booth. And I'm still not you – now I don't have that jolt of energy. But then, you know, you could come up after interviewing, you know, Ken Maka or you know, whomever it was, uh, Ron Renneke, you know, the manager. And he would then all of a sudden once he got in the booth, it was like, boom, it's – the light switches on and – all that fatigue you were feeling is gone because you knew for the next, you know, three and a half hours, you were going to, you were going to laugh. You were going to learn. And all that, all that negative stuff that you felt, you know, two hours earlier is gone. And then that excitement to, to do the job, that jolt that you need to do the job, uh, it came from him. So that's why I always go back to, it was the best remedy for a bad day because we have them. And he was always the uh, he was the, always the antidote to, to make that go away. Cleveland baseball fans will always identify with Bob Euchre as Harry Doyle from the the Major League movies, and I think in some cases uh, you see someone who's in the limelight and they're like, ah, oh, I have to talk about that movie again. But it seems like he embraced that. At least the the last time we saw him, he's always uh, seems happy to talk about his role in, in those movies that made them so funny. And he's never seen the movie start to finish. That's the best part. That's the best part of it. It's, it's, it's on all the time. It's on in clubhouses. But he's never really watched the whole thing. They, they just seated and watched it from start to finish. And and we I've asked him about that in the past. And maybe you've asked him about it. He just, as good as he was in that movie, he was brilliant. He thinks he could have done better. He thinks he could have inflected you know, this line better, that syllable, that word in a different manner that maybe would have garnered 
another level of laughter or maybe would have helped kind of tell this side of the story. So that's just, you know, who he is. That's part of his makeup. But he's never seen that movie start to finish. But, you know, there would be times when we were we were together and I wouldn't do it every day. But, you know, it wouldn't be a, a run. Maybe it was a hit. And, you know, Milwaukee had a bad day offensively and we're in commercial break. And I say to Bob, I'm like, you know what? Today we only got one hit. We only got and then he would finish the line. Ah, the heck with it. Nobody's listening. Right. <laughs> so we would just kind of. So every now and then, every now and then I would just kind of pick my spot. And sometimes he'd take the bait, not always, but I would try to, you know, try to get that line or a line for the movie out of him because it's, you know, it wasn't always my favorite baseball movie, but then after being with him, it, it is now my favorite baseball movie. And now it's, it's up there in terms of not, I'm not saying that it, Shawshank is my favorite movie, but it's one of those movies that if it's on like TNT or TBS, I can't turn off. Right. I just, if it's on, I have to watch it and save the major league. If, if it's on, if I find it somewhere I cannot turn it off. I have to just keep watching it. And I think some of that, if not all of it, is because that uh, I got to work with with Harry Doyle, with the man. And it's a couple of generations now of players who still talk about it in the clubhouse or or, or reference a line or two from that movie every now and again. So it, it has stood the test of time. No question. Corey Provis joining us, a fine broadcaster for the Minnesota Twins. Hey, you work with Dan Gladden now. Uh, was he out there skating uh, on Sunday, or, or did he uh, take a pass on that? No, Dan, Danny was uh, he was behind bars. Uh, you know, he was sadly he was incarcerated for the uh, for the weekend, so he was unable to uh, to partake. No, Danny, Danny's been in Arizona. He hangs out there in the winter time, but uh, you know his family, his kids, his grandkids are are in the city, so he comes back and he'll see them uh, when he can. He's got another grandchild on the way in March, but. Uh, yeah, Danny's the best, and I've you know I've I've been lucky, Rosie. I've had you know Ron Sano, you know Bob Euchre, and Dan Gladden. So that's why my hair is long gone, uh, just because of those three guys. But it was uh, I've just been really fortunate. And Danny and I, it's been ten years now. It's been the longest broadcast partner I've had in my career. Uh, so we're entering our eleventh year together in 2022, and. I just know every day that he's going to be himself and I want him to be himself and we don't script anything. We don't plan anything. And we just kind of roll with it and, and see what happens and who comes by. It could be, you know, Cheryl Teagues, you know, who's in town promoting something and maybe she drank too much or took something and it sounds weird in the air, but you know, we're going to go with it. Or it could be something in social media, which Danny knows nothing about. That still could be kind of fun. Um, You know, so we just kind of, we just kind of let the, the, the day happen, the game happen, and don't plan anything. And I think the spontaneity of it is what uh, is, is what makes it work because I'm really proud of, of what we do as a team uh, in the booth uh, each and every day throughout the summer. All right, we'll let you go on this. Uh, Cleveland, obviously, tough winners. But Minneapolis-St. Paul area, they, they take it up a notch. What does minus 20 feel like? How, how bad is that? <laughs> It's not bad. It's, it's, it's still, you know, flip-flops and T-shirt and bathing suit. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's got to – so I heard this line when I moved up here that it's not that it, it, the, the weather's terrible. It's that individuals make poor clothing decisions. And there's something to that. Yeah, you know, the weather, it, it's, it's going to be cold. So if you don't want to be cold – put on another sweatshirt or put on a face mask or put on a hat 
put on some gloves, and then it's doable. But people get outside. I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, I get up early in the morning, and I'll see people out my window, and it'll be, you know, 530 in the morning. It's pretty dark outside, and they're running. I mean, they've got they've got, you know, tracks on their shoes, and they've got, like, a, you know, a light on their forehead, and they're out running. So people just adjust, and you drive around here, and there are ice shacks everywhere and on a bunch of the, the frozen water, and ice fishing is very popular up here. Uh, it's a windy day as we're chatting here today. It wouldn't shock me if there's people that are doing some kind of like uh, like that, that kite surfing, if you will, uh, that will do it uh, on the lake. So people just adapt, whether that's cross-country skiing or snowshoeing. You just adapt to it, and you don't complain. It's just it's cold. But there are certain days, yes, where, you know what, you know you're probably going to hunker inside a bit more. But if it's, you know, 5, 10 degrees like it is today, you get outside. It's okay. Just just put on some clothes. You know what? The St. Louis Blues goalie, I think he put chicken soup, hot chicken soup, in his water bottle. And that, to me, that's being prepared and ready to go. And smart. No smart. Complaints that's very, smart. Yeah. And they won. See? <laughs> but it didn't seem to put a damper on a great weekend. Um Outdoor hockey in Minneapolis at Target Field, one of the great baseball parks in the major leagues, and and uh, they hosted hockey in a big way, and they did it very well over the weekend. Corey Provis, thanks so much for stopping by. Always fun to catch up, and and we'll catch you down the road real soon, I'm sure. Rosie, always enjoy it. Best to you, Tommy, your family, everybody, and uh, we'll catch up down the way. That's Corey Provis, fine broadcaster for the Minnesota Twins. Stay tuned. More to come as Guardians Weekly continues after this timeout. Don't go away, folks. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented composer worked really hard on. So let's enjoy it. Wow, almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to Progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. And just a reminder, several different ways to hear our show each week. You can do so on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. The show drops usually late afternoon on Saturdays. You can hear that wherever you download your favorite podcast or at cleeguardians.com. All the archived editions are right there. As always, we want to thank Brian Matze for putting together our show each week back at Command Center. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhaus reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Enjoy your Saturday night. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.